Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey guys, welcome to Geeks of the Week. Uh, this is Megan, obviously without Julian. Uh, we do have a full episode for you this week with uh, Julian as well. Uh, but as some of you may know, he is a vacationing in Disney right now, getting wined and dined by the mouse. He's very, very important. Uh, and this episode is actually an episode that was intended for our Patreon, uh, which we just launched. It's very exciting. We've got one episode live up on there now. Uh, but yeah, we, we decided to go ahead and show you guys this one. Uh, full disclosure though, it is a spoiler episode for the Suicide Squad. So it's been a while. Hopefully you've all got a chance to see it, but if you haven't seen it, this episode does contain spoilers. Uh, and it's also, uh, you know, we, we were, we were operating under the assumption that we were just doing it for, uh, <laughs> for our exclusive little club. So it's a little bit explicit at times, uh, fair warning. A little bit more explicit than our usual uh, content. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, we'll be back next week with more stuff. And we're going to have to figure out a way to um, create some more awesome content for our amazing patrons. Thank you so much to everybody who signed up. If you go um, to our Twitter, to any of our pages, the links are in our bio for where you can sign up and how you can support us. It means so, so much. Um, so, yeah, let's just get right into the episode uh, about the Suicide Squad. We'll see you guys next week. Anyway, so the Suicide Squad, it was great. Uh, we liked it. On a completely different note. <laughs> On a completely different, unrelated, I couldn't even segue it. Like, I really couldn't even like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, there's there's really very little connection between those two. But two you know properties. what? You know what? I know. I think I know how to segue this. You know how like Pete Davidson was in like the Suicide Squad, like that whole first squad that got like massacred. Was he in Degrassi? No, he wasn't in Degrassi. No, but I was about to lose my shit. Oh my what, uh, no, if he was in Degrassi, like that was wait a minute. Um, <laughs> another another person who was in Degrassi, two people actually. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not gonna go into this again. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what I was getting at was like, you know how like that first squad was just kind of like a hodgepodge of like like people who are like recognizable, like Nathan Fillion, Pete Davidson. So it's like, why are you here? But yeah. I understand why you're here. So yeah. you have Pete Davidson, you have fucking like Sean Gunn is Weasel, you have uh, Nathan Fillion is the detachable kid, you have Michael Rooker is like, I can't even remember his fucking name because who cares? Savant. He got, but yeah. what was it? Savant? Savant, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, he got his head blown up. So I was like, well, I don't, I shouldn't get attached. So I yeah, don't know his no, name. Yeah, I only knew his name well after he was dead. So how great would it have been 
if Drake was one of those Suicide Squad members that got like <laughs> murdered in the first. I mean, yeah, five I, I minutes. think people because why not? Because why yeah. not? Right? Yeah. Like you know, like imagine him showing up with his fucking beard itself, and like you know, imagine him being like Blackguard. Imagine like Drake being Blackguard. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That would be, I, and he dies the same way he got shot on Degrassi. That would be a, such a great inside <laughs> joke. Like, see, I can segue. We yeah. can segue this. <laughs> that was that was beautifully done, masterfully. Thank you, thank you. Very <laughs> seamless of me. Very seamless. <laughs> but yeah, like su- the suicide. I've been like, I don't know why. I felt like I can't like I couldn't spoil Suicide Squad, even though it's been out for like two weeks. Yeah, you know, because like yeah. it's one of those movies that you definitely like have to experience because I don't want to spoil the fact that the f- whole first squad just completely just gets murked yeah <laughs> without like right pre- off with the no prejudice like just like, right away because oh my gosh and i mean in so many unexpected ways like literally this is this is what i love about james gunn is because we knew we knew that this was going to happen mm-hmm. but it was still it, it still took us all by surprise like literally weasel falling out of that fucking plane that was hilarious and just <laughs> drowning it just i mean no nobody nobody fucking expected that and it was fucking hilarious that 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 single death set the tone for the entire movie that single death is like if you can bottle like if you could like if somebody asks you like yo like what is the tone of the suicide squad like what can i expect the weasel falling out of the fucking plane and like not being able to swim and like the people like amanda waller and her team is like did anybody check if the weasel could swim? And then, like, <laughs> the weasel's dead. God fucking damn it. Like, you're like, that literally is, like, the tone of the movie. And, it, again, we knew they were going to die. Like, in my, in my video, during the second trailer, I was like, yeah, Blackguard, dead. Like, this character, dead. All these characters are dead. This whole first squad is dead. Yeah. But it was the shocking way that they went out, which was, like, holy shit, this movie's not playing around. Like, I was not expecting captain boomerang to get capped so hard yes i mean every i just feel that like got they me sub- just subverted every single expectation because literally same thing they like we they set up savant as like a pov like badass in the beginning yes. and then he's the one that like is freaks out just terrified and runs in the other direction <laughs> he I bitches mean, TDK out was the, you know you get all geared up he's like oh yeah one two and then he like slap fest Meh. over there <laughs> like, Meh. Just so unimpressive it was hilarious <laughs> Oh like, god! Taking out boomerang right off the bat was, you know, I was like, okay, no, like I can, I, I don't know what's coming next, but I, I am, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> you, you want the one that like really got me, cause like everybody else kind of like, you know, you know, everybody got shot or blown up or like what the the death that really got me that I think about is fucking mongals. Because like oh, yeah. it was it was the best kind of like hold my beer moment and her death was completely like caused by herself. Yeah. Like everyone else who died, like they got killed by somebody on the other side. Yeah. She completely like said, Don't she her words, her last words were, Don't worry about it, flag. I'll take care of the bird. What <laughs> she Like what was her plan? And you know that was, no plan. That was what was so funny to me afterwards was that like it's never expressly said in the movie, but it became really clear that like Amanda Waller set up the A team to die as a distraction. Like, yeah, she might have even helped Blackguard get in touch with yeah. uh, the government, yeah. in order to like to because be... how would he exactly mm-hmm. because like it, it became very clear that they were a distraction so that mm-hmm. the other team could get in under the radar. Because right. and then you look at the team and you're like. 
a fucking weasel, a guy <laughs> who can take his arms Yo, off. Yeah, like, even javelin. It's like, them. what was the javelin dude gonna do? Yeah, Blackguard yeah. is clearly an idiot. You know, like it's mm-hmm. like, but but what sucks about that, and what I realized after that, and we learn in this movie that Amanda Waller is like not a good person. Mm-mm. But no, Rick yeah. Flag, like Rick Flag, she w- basically sent him in to die. And even like, though that he's like her most loyal person as well, yeah. like Rick Flag will do anything that Amanda would want you know like the fact that he's even there in the first place like carrying out these missions it's like yeah that's your that's your guy that's your fucking guy Mm -hmm. but my my question was always like did did she like really send rick flag in there to die and harley quinn as well because harley quinn gets results like i understand that she probably doesn't give a fuck about harley quinn but at the same time like obviously at this point like harley's been on the suicide squad a couple times yeah like because her and rick flag already have a rapport you know like she comes in flag and he's just kind of like oh yeah harley's here great and like you know that and they're the only two on the team that like survive because you know they're always you know they they've been in scraps like this before so like i'm just like damn like and i know amanda's cold but i'm like she's that cold that she's willing to like sacrifice rick yeah. Like on the on the A team, you put your best dude on the A team. What is that for legitimacy? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, and and I do I do think that like I don't think she was like you know hoping or banking that he would die, but mm-hmm. I got the vibe by the end of the movie that like she was fine with him dying. Like it mm-hmm. did not affect her at all. You know. Oh like, no, she didn't mourn his death like at all. Yeah. Like him dying like. I will she- say though, this is one of my few complaints, and we're kind of like jumping ahead in the plot, but. Mm-hmm. I do I that was one thing that I was a little disappointed in was um they like kind of built like Harley's relationship with Rick up a little bit like mm. oh we're friends uh, but then like she doesn't even ask about him like the, she meets they see like uh Bloodsport sees him die mm-hmm. um or no Bloodsport uh, Ratcatcher uh, Bloodsport sees is, him, Ratcatcher sees yeah, him die and Ratcatcher tells Bloodsport sees him die. Harley never asks about him. Like he never comes out and Harley, like, I thought there was a moment when I thought that mm. Harley was going to ask about him or at the very least, like have a moment where she was like, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't make it, did he? Right. And like, there was, there was nothing. And I, you know, that was one of the few things that I was like, I feel like Harley would have. Oh yeah. She has, know. she has friends that she cares yeah. about deeply. And Rick was one of those people, especially like, you know, during the moment where like he tried to save her. Yeah. And she was just kind of like, oh, wow, like you actually do care about me and gave him the hug and everything. Yeah. And then there's that awesome moment. It's my favorite scene in the movie where they're walking in the rain and Harley and Rick give each other that look. They have that moment. Yeah. They have that moment. So, yeah, I would have liked to have like seen a Harley like what happened to Flag and like just her showing some type of like concern for where he is. Yeah. Uh, Like I I did like the moment of like, you know, her looking at Bloodsport saying like, so you're not going to do what Rick wanted, like and show it to the press. Or you're going to free us instead. And he's like, hey, we can't have it all. Mm-hmm. And she says, like, hey, Rick was my friend. Like, I like that little moment, but it would have been like nice if there was a like reaction to his death, like yeah. immediately after, yeah. you know? So, I mean, there was a giant starfish coming about yeah. so i guess like there was no time to kind of I mean, like it you know. was just one of those things that i like i realized pretty quickly that like it fe- it felt like a glaring omission to me and this mm-hmm. thing is i really really i really really love this movie but right. like the more that i thought about it and specifically harley the more that i thought about it, the more i realized that like i do think that people people keep praising james gunn for this specific version of harley and i think that mm-hmm. she's handled overall well in this movie but yeah. it's not my favorite version of harley i still like oh, harley yeah. better Birds of, Birds of prey, prey. Birds and i of prey, think yeah. that it's it's just it's 
I think that it gets her more compassionate side a little bit better. Mm. I also think a lot of the humor in this movie is like very clearly written by a man, which I'm not like opposed yeah, to. Of course. But like most of Harley's lines, I, I like there's a like few lines where I was like, I don't think a woman would would say that in it's most like cases. It's like little angels are splooging all over yeah. us. Yeah. Like, it's I don't find it offensive. I just don't. Mm. It's not a joke that I would be like, oh, this is this is a hilarious joke. <laughs> That's like a joke that a dude would be like, oh, this yeah. is really funny. <laughs> right. Like, no, definitely. I, I do. I really do feel like the uh, the bag of dicks joke is like a specific like man joke. Like right. I fucking go into stitches whenever I hear someone talk about a bag of dicks. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like in any form, if anybody makes a joke with a bag of dicks, like I laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> and like the way Idris Elba like delivers like this, the line where he's all like, oh dude, it's like, hey, I think you should eat a bag of dicks. How about that? Like it's just how hard he says it. And then he's like, he's like, oh, I think you just use like liberty, uh, peace, uh, bringing peace to do whatever you want whether that's eat a beach with a full bag of dicks or just killing innocent people like I, I, I could not like not laugh at that so well yeah and i think that like you know like the super bad like brand of exactly humor, you know exactly it's, it's, it's popular amongst all kinds of people you know so it i mean is. like and i think part of that is is because you know, mm-hmm. you know we live in a patriarchy and i think that like women have like kind of come to understand better and enjoy like men's right. like humor that's made by and for men so it's right. not like you know there aren't women who enjoy that kind of humor and you know including myself but right. yeah i do think i but i just think um it's not it's not like specifically women's humor like i look at mm-hmm. a movie like bridesmaids and i'm like right that that's that's, that's of it. like women's yeah. humor I, and um, that's honestly refreshing as like a man like humor like women's humor because yeah. like you know the fucking incels women aren't funny fuck that <laughs> but uh look fucking watch bridesmaids like that's the the quintessential like women's humor joke is those two joking about blowjobs and like penises and look and the look of penises because like yes. i've always like wondered like that what do scene. women like like because i've always wondered like okay when it comes to penises do women like look at it like how men look at boobs and butts <laughs> apparently not because you know they're just like oh yeah it's like it was just staring at me. It was just aggressive. It's just I mean, so like not to get too explicit, but like I guess this is the private club. Um, oh my gosh! Like, it's women, for OnlyFans. They're they, you know I'm not gonna say that women can't enjoy a good dick. You know like yeah. aesthetically, occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a time and place where like seeing, a time and place. seeing a dick is is a is a very you know it's a good it's a good thing. Um, this is that women humor that I like. Like but, <laughs> continue. But, but you know like. I think a lot of the times it's and especially the humor on that scene is about the way that the dick is presented to you. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's very much like 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 she does, like with the like look at like looking at you like, it's, you know, it's very much like I'm here on my own terms. And you as a woman are like, okay, like, you, sir, you are an it's appendage. Like, no. I am a woman. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. but it's, it's great. Okay, that's that's fucking perfect. That's <laughs> it's, well, that's the thing. It's it's nice to to have that because like it's not like women's humor can't also be crude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's it's a different perspective. It's a whole right. different you know. There's there's whole different layers to it. And yeah, I think movies like Bridesmaid really mm. Bridesmaids really hit the nail on the head in terms of like the way that women joke about that kind of shit. Qu- quick side note: Did you did you watch Euphoria? Yes. Do you remember when uh, uh, Zendaya was breaking down like the whole like art of sending a dick Wait, pic? Yes. Yes. Like, 100% accurate. It literally matches up with what you just said. Like the presentation <laughs> of the dick is like everything. It's not about yes. the dick itself. But yes. like if your dick is out and there's like 
a, a thing of clothes, like just clothes all over the floor, then the dick just doesn't look as great appealing. Yes, yes. I like her. I think the words that she used were like one was like terrifying and one was like horrifying. Or like, one was like horrifying and one was like, I can't I can't remember exactly. But like mm-hmm. she, she was like, yeah, so like you never, ever want to be horrifying. Right. But there are times when like you want to be like, I, I can't remember the other word, but yeah, like yeah scary something like that true right. truly it was it was a very excellent breakdown i highly recommend watching it if you're confused will, at all about the context will, of dick pics definitely do that and peacemaker will get a whole mouthful of it <laughs> see we segued right for back peace. into it for, for peace. peace he'll do it for peace <laughs> he'll do anything for peace you, you know what i really that scene where you truly realize that peacemaker is just like hold the holy shit this guy's like crazy as hell is yeah. when you know he's all like oh it's nothing like a massacre to uh start the day and they're like Dude, they call you peacemaker. He's all like, "I love peace with I love I cherish and love peace with all my heart, and I will kill men, women, and children to get it." I'm like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> that is the opposite of peace." I really like Rick's Rick Flag's final line where he's like, "And they call you peacemaker? Like, what a what joke!" What a joke! Yeah, it ga- it gave me a uh, it gave me like the comedian Watchmen vibes, like yes. that one, like just like mm-hmm. peacemaker. What a joke! And then. Yep. Yeah. They, I mean, well, he, it, it's a fucking joke. It, it, it really, is. And I, I appreciate that the, the layers of humor that this movie had because it did it did address like death and horror in a way that was like more lighthearted than you might expect. Oh, yeah. But it still had a surprising amount of weight to it. Yes. Um, Like we're able to laugh at like the, you know, horrific circumstances. But we're also it's also like oh yeah like this isn't to be taken lightly like this is this is based on a lot of like you know relatable real world issues and i think that there there comes a point in trauma where you you really do you have no choice but to either laugh or or break yeah and i i think that you know including i I wish that more like war movies embraced that kind of ideology because it really is like i feel like you get we we through media especially get so desensitized to like excessive violence and stuff like that and even Mm -hmm. there are people who in real life get desensitized to it and it's 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 difficult to manage that as like a human who like feels empathy for other living beings and then you see this stuff yeah like imagine the people who like live through it you know like there are people there are people who it like you know they see it and it doesn't it doesn't do anything they and, yeah. they, and they, they can make jokes about it, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's in, and, and that's like, you know, terrifying. So in the, in the spirit of a comic book movie, you know, like I'm used to seeing like comic book films where people like bounce off of like entire walls and like, they just dust themselves off and they're just like, Oh, that was great. It's like, nah, man, these, these people are getting hurt. Like they're, they're people, people are literally like dying here. And so yeah. like the scene and like that thing you're talking about where they're balancing like the horrific stuff that we're seeing, like the scene where they kill the freedom fighters in the camp is like one of those standout scenes because you're literally like laughing at the horrific. You're numb to like this type of like horrific deaths these people are suffering. Like I, I still think about Peacemaker literally like just casually walking by, chopping this dude up on the uh, on the on the table, and then this dude gets like his like dick shot off at one point. Like it's yeah. just it's just so many horrific deaths happening, and then you realize that all these people were innocent, and it's played for laughs. And you're just like you're laughing at innocent people deaths, and they reveal like oh yeah, those were the freedom fighters. And then you're just thinking to yourself like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> Oh but it gosh. also like it puts it in perspective because um the leader of those fighters like 
you would think she'd say, I would never, you know, you just killed all yeah. of my men. But the threat of what is looming over them is it's so much, much so scarier. Much mm-hmm. And I, I think that we would, you know, we, it, I think we would benefit from addressing this stuff in this kind of, with this kind of duality more often. Because like Marvel movies, for example, like so many MCU movies, yeah. it really is. You know, I, I love it. I love the tone. I think it's perfect for what they've created. Mm-hmm. But it does kind of like sugarcoat the whole situation. Like even Very like much. when we talk about the Sokovia Accords and everything, yeah. you know, it's like the weight of thousands or more people dying. Like it doesn't feel real because like we one of the things that I, I really thought should have happened. And I, I go back and forth on this all the time. But mm-hmm. I feel like Rhodey should have died in Civil War. Yes. Because I just feel like that would have been. We hadn't we hadn't had a death a big major death and especially not one that was caused by yeah. like infighting and like would have kind of directly been Tony's fault because he's the one that was like vision do it um, yeah and I you know I go back and forth because like especially with like <laughs> Hollywood's tendencies to just kill off their any black characters that are around it's like maybe yeah. not Rhodey <laughs> yeah but you know I just feel like <laughs> there should you know I feel like there should have been consequences and we don't really see a lot of There's direct really consequences of those, yeah. like that. Yeah. Other than like, like the Avengers squad. like breaking up, but like I think somebody should have definitely like paid a ultimate price of like yeah. that. And plus like it happens in the comics too, where an, again, another black character, a longstanding black character, Goliath yep. dies mm-hmm. in like a very similar, it's, they, it's Thor, but in this way, like Rhodey could have been the stand in for Ben Foster dying. Like we could have killed MCU Hawkeye. That could have been done so easily. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't easy. have. We, you know. Easy, easy. No, but yeah, yeah. There, there, there could have been anybody. But I mean, yeah. like, at, at the very least, like movies like Suicide Squad, it it makes it makes satire of the situation, but it also mm-hmm. does simultaneously really address like the severity of the situation. I feel yeah. like it was it was it was handled it was handled very well. It was comedic, right. but also had its really heavy moments where right. you, know, you address right. how serious it is. Right. So I want to talk about like. The movies, I've been thinking about this and I wanted to make a video but didn't get a chance today about it. I want to talk about the movie's use of like birds. Because like the movie has like a heavy use of birds. It does. And and, like I didn't really realize it until I was thinking about it like today. When you really think about it, the birds kind of like, birds like represent like freedom. Like right? And so like you have like this group of people who aren't free. They're literally like held against their will with this fucking chip in their neck. And like there's so many interactions with birds that like represent other things. Like for one the very first bird we see is in Savant's like jail cell. Right. And what does Savant do? He kills that bird. Mm-hmm. Like I'm willing to bet like that bird was representing like Savant and just like the, t- the a, the a team of suicide squad as a whole, just yeah. like, Oh, they're dead. Like they're, they're going to die, you know? Yeah. And you know, th- what they've done is led them to die in this moment. And then you have like, then you have like this very subtle moment where they're like about to save Harley Quinn and they ask Nanawe, fucking King Shark, like, hey, yeah. what do you got? And he's bird. And like, you know, <laughs> the bird is like literally like right in front of them. But what happens is Harley Quinn is literally right in front of them. Like yeah. she's she's free. Like she's out. And like he's, oh, we had a really good plan and they didn't have to do anything. Uh-huh. Um, and then you have like the birds that uh uh I can't remember the uh the guy who seduces Harley. Yeah. Like dictator. he seduces her with the birds and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what happens is, like, when, when like, after she kills him and she escapes, like, not only do you have all the flowers, but you have, like, animated birds everywhere where she's, like, you know, now, like, freeing herself from those captors and everything. You know, it's, like, it's, like, once she gets recaptured, what does the guy do? He burns the birds in the cages. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a lot of like bird like imagery throughout it, like in this juxtaposition of like these people who are like out and about and they want to be free, but they're not really. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. so I, I really liked the subtle, the subtlety of like that kind of like nugget. I, I literally just start thinking about it. I'm probably thinking too much into it. But no, I think I think that that's, you know, because they even they even have the like cyclical moment with Savant where like he kills that bird. And then like it's it looks like the same species of bird mm-hmm. that lands on him and starts like eating, <laughs> eating his brains. Yeah. Uh, after he gets exploded. But I do. I think that you're definitely onto something there that like, you know, the, the birds are reminiscent of, you know, what freedom means and how it's not always as clear cut as as right. we might think it is. Right. Um. Because, yeah, I mean, there's like there's a lot of symbolism in this movie, like the like rat catcher, you know, and rat catcher's whole speech about um, how even the, the you know, lowest, least respected creatures right. on the planet can can make a difference. Exactly. Um, and, you know, hero- heroism and being relevant can come from anywhere. And I, I actually think it's interesting comparing like birds and rats because they're both kind of similar on like the species food chain Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. one is considered beautiful and and largely kept in cages Mm -hmm. and one people will do anything to keep out of their houses Mm. um so it's Mm -hmm. like you know even though they're they're both kind of you know both carry diseases both (laughs) are pigeons are rats with wings i'm terrified of birds (laughs) i don't like them (laughs) you didn't like the movie the birds you didn't like the movie the birds (laughs) i just Birds fly near my head a lot. Um, I don't know why. They just <laughs> come right at me. Not a fan of it. Really not. Really not a fan. There's gotta be, there's gotta be something that you're doing. There's gotta be something. If, it's, if it's crows, I know why they're doing it. You, <laughs> you've probably pissed off a crow at some point in your life. And apparently, like, crows can, like, they memorize faces. Like, crows, like, actually memorize human faces. And not only that, they hold grudges. And not only that... They will tell their murder. They will tell their like murder of crows that who you are and they will literally hold grudges for like for each other. So they like crows are fucking smart. They have the mind of like a five year old or six year old. I really hope I didn't piss off a crow in my lifetime. I'm just saying if, if, if you say birds like fly near your face, if these are specifically crows that are doing this, you probably pissed off a crow and they literally told their other crow friends and they know your face. So I, mean, I feel like I feel like it's mostly pigeons and fuck pigeons. Okay, yeah, fuck but pigeons. maybe maybe one pigeon had like a crow friend. A crow like, friend. We, we hate this bitch. Fly oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking gosh! I'm telling you, like study up some crows, man. Crows like legit, like like they're smart as shit. Like people people give them shit, but they're smart as shit. They can actually like also mimic people voices and shit. Like it's it's weird. It's this weird. Is not helping my fear of birds. <laughs> No, as, as you should, I, I'm, I'm not here to like assuage your fear of birds. I have like a kind of a fear of birds as well. Like I won't send you a video of this one bird, but this one bird haunts my nightmares. It looks like a pelican, but it's not. It makes the sound of a gunshot. Like it makes this, it makes what? the sound of a machine gun. I shit you not. It's very scary. I saw, um, a, I saw a seagull eating a pigeon one time and that like legitimately scarred me for life. So mm, I saw I saw an eagle legit like snatch a bird out of the air, dive bomb it into the ground and then take its lifeless corpse up on top of like a light <laughs> post and eat it. Like I was just like, oh well, God. well, the the world of birds, man, people birds don't are their own suicide squad. Apparently. Birds are just dinosaurs that got smaller yeah. and can fly. Yeah, that's that's it. That's a, that's the one. That's all it yeah. is. And then there's ones that just kind of stay big, like ostriches and shit like that. You yeah. know, so. 
And those things are scary. Have you seen that girl on TikTok who's got like the emu, whatever? She runs like a farm. Yeah. Like it like, it like charges her constantly. And she's always just like, hey. Yeah, she's don't. like, what? don't. What are you don't doing? Fuck with me. And they're just but like, come on, come it on. It looks so scary. It really it is. It does. It does remind me of like Jurassic Park, like the raptors like charging. Ostriches have scared me ever since the movie Dude, Where's My Car? Like, I, I don't know okay. if you remember that movie. This is a weird one. I have not seen that movie. I, I remember mean, I remember all of the like I'm not, I'm, mania I'm, around it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like to watch it. To be honest. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, you got to watch to do Where's my car? It's either you watch it or you don't. Like, it's very like goofball, like not like typical, like mid 2000s comedy. Yeah. It's fucking Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott, like fucking Stifler. Like, dude, <laughs> where's my car? Whoa. But there's this whole like segment where like. And it's basically like the hangover before the hangover was a thing. It's literally the, a goofier version of the hangover. And so they end up in like this ostrich farm similar like and like, the you know, this guy holds them hostage or some shit. And what before he gets them hostage, they drive their car and like this ostrich literally is chasing the car and it's fast as shit. And when they thought they escaped, the ostrich literally pokes its head through the roof of the car and then pecks them both on the head and they like get knocked out and that's how they get captured by the ostrich guy and ever since then i was just like ostriches are no they're they're just literally dinosaurs that can murder you whenever they feel like it. and you can't outrun it either like you can't outrun an ostrich it's impossible yeah they it's get like long ass legs long ass legs and they're fucking fast as shit i saw videos where cars are like going full speed and the ostrich ostrich just looking at them as they're running it's like no Nope. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad dinosaurs went extinct. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, sorry dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> birds are scary, though. So, <laughs> right. I'm just so glad that they devolved into like birds. Like, yeah. but but you know what? I, I I should definitely put you on to like uh my one of my mutuals is uh, I believe his name is a M D A M D A uh D A A I believe it is. I'm sorry, bro, if I'm mispronouncing your name. I never heard you say it out loud. Uh but uh he literally like talks about all types of animals. He has all this like fucking animal knowledge. What we do for like film and like comics and shit, he does that for animals. And like I've learned so much shit from him and he like basically like talked about this one animal that like it's a bird that like literally stomps out its prey like it stomps them out until into death and it's just oh my god oh, i'm sorry now we're really going on a tangent i'm sorry uh he had this recent video that like scarred me about killer whales and he he calls killer whales like homicidal dolphins oh killer whales are like literally wh- the worst they're they're, they're the they're fucking s- worse psychos they they, he, they torture animals for fun that's the video he was doing so apparently yeah. there was like a stingray just like kind of like swimming along the fucking killer whale walked by took its tail and said smacked it smacked it and not only that there was multiple whales he said that they literally like it got it was so weak that it couldn't like get away they proceeded to smack this stingray for an hour and a half they proceeded to smack the stingray for an hour and a half with their tails until it died and he said and he said the thing is you would the scientists thought they were going to eat the stingray Nope, they just literally watched its lifeless corpse sink to the bottom. They literally did this for fun and shits Such and giggles. Assholes. Ass fucking holes. He said but if, that, if ever there good... came a time where they wanted to take over the world, we would be screwed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's that's like a good over. segue, though, to, uh, to King Shark. <laughs> I love King everybody, Shark. Everybody loves King Shark. Uh, look, Sylvester Stallone, man, he is the. Look, I need, I need two things. I need to see the behind. I hope he's in a mocap suit. Like oh being my God, yeah, that would be King so Shark. amazing. I don't I think need to I, see but that. I, 
I think that there there was a different guy who did the body work for King Shark because I remember uh, it was like he was like a bigger guy, mm-hmm. and I remember him saying like I saw like a brief like interview clip or something where he okay. was like. Um, but yeah, I was the perfect fit for King, King Shark because of my physique and he was like making a joke because okay. he's got like a big okay. belly. But like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, I would settle for like, you know, just the uh, behind the scenes, like voice overwork from Sylvester Stallone saying things like fake mustache. Like I would, I would, I would kill to see that. And then two, I need a Groot and King Shark, like buddy comedy or some shit because he was the Groot of the movie. Like, King Shark is, yeah. like, the Groot of the movie. Like, hands down. He's, like, funny. He's the heart of the film, I would argue. Like, him in the car crying when the other when the Suicide Squad is, like, having a great time in the bar. I think about that shit, and it breaks my heart every single time. Like, watching yeah. a shark cry in the backseat because he can't get into a club. It's just... I didn't know that was going to fuck me up in so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking King Shark, man. No, no, wait. Nanawe. I mean, I'm going to start calling him by his name. Nanawe. I literally, I was, I was so scared when I thought he died. Like, I, yeah. oh, I was so scared. But the death that really hit me the hardest was Polka Dot Man. I really, oh, yeah. I, I didn't want to see him go. It was, was so sudden, too. It was. It was so fucking sudden. I wanted, he didn't deserve I, it. No. But, like, he, like, of all the Suicide Squad members who died, like, okay, I guess you could say, like, Rick hit the hardest. But Polka Dot Man, like, like. I hate when characters like who could have survived, like mm-hmm. like he literally like could have like went home. He was so powerful too. Like they, that's really why powerful. they had to take him out because he could have taken out Starro on his own. He was yeah, he was taking out Starro on his own too. Like I mm-hmm. think he got the whole leg off like by himself. Yeah. But fuck, it's just it was just the most tragic deaths are like just the sudden ones and like mm-hmm. it the fact that it was happening in a moment of happiness. I'm a fucking superhero. Yeah. And it was just so like unceremonious too. It was just so like yeah, like for like they were literally on the way out. They were on the way out, and he chose to go back to save the town, and then he gets squished. I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, you could literally like you will be in prison, but you will be alive. Yeah, and, and at least you wouldn't have to see like your mother as much, you yeah. know. So, <laughs> it's, yeah. like, but uh, it yeah. was you know it was also like it was it was like poetic in a way because like he mm-hmm. you know he his so much of his life was suffering and all he really wanted was to have a meaningful existence and he did he was yeah. the hero I'd, for a minute out of all the people in that squad i think i do feel sorry the most for polka dot man because like he like you said it was just nothing but suffering and like just the way he delivers the line like when they say oh where, where's your mom now and he says everywhere yeah. and like you like you see that and like yeah it's played for laughs like it's a funny scene where you just see all these mothers but imagine living like that. Like, imagine just yeah. seeing your mother in everyone. And an abusive mother. God, I mean. But yeah, like, like, I, the Polka Dot Man had probably, like, the most saddest existence. And, like, you know, he just, he was, like, how could I put this? Like, he was the, he seemed to be the one on the Suicide Squad who just didn't belong there, if that makes sense. You know, like, it yeah. just seemed like waller picked him up and like he easily could have been on like the a squad you know like he easily probably could have been on the a squad like i don't know i don't even know what polka dot man could have done to get into that prison specifically yeah i don't i don't he just doesn't seem like a murderer you know what i'm saying yeah i feel like it must have been like an accident or something like before he knew how to control his powers Mm -hmm. um because yeah it really seemed like there was a lot of like guilt and stuff associated with with his Mm -hmm. powers yeah um and yeah, I do. I think that like 
like I, I like that they address that too because same with Ratcatcher too. Like she yeah. was in prison for something that was like so ridiculous, and it was right. a little bit addressing the like even Amanda Waller threatening Bloodsport's daughter. Like it was yeah. you know kind of addressing the r- ridiculous unfairness of our judicial system in, the, in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well Waller just didn't give a fuck, and she was very clear about not giving like yeah the, the when she delivers the line where the guy's like oh you wouldn't really do that to her daughter to his daughter right and she says you don't know half of what i would do john it was like no she meant it like yeah she, she reminds let, me of peacemaker a little bit just like mm-hmm. more tactful which is why she probably saved him which is mm-hmm. why because she's like he's just like me basically you know yep. he's that's her new rick flag mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying oh my gosh which is a terrifying thought <laughs> which is a very terrifying thought because that's probably why she was like sacrificing rick flag in in the in the a-team because you know peacemaker can do that like peacemaker mm-hmm. can like definitely do that and he won't have any qualms about it where rick flag definitely had more of like a moral compass yep where peacemaker did not damn i just thought about fuck <laughs> yeah like, yeah waller that's... is jesus Christ, I mean... she would let a little girl like go to bell reeve and either die or get raped or something yeah. you know, that wow i mean she really she was really menacing in this movie and like viola davis did a great job with that performance because mm-hmm. she definitely like that's the thing when people ask me like which characters do you not like i really do feel like all of the characters even if you don't like them like you you love to hate them they're just they're yes. characterized really well yes. and really interestingly and she's a great example of that how like mm-hmm. she's despicable but you're like right okay like <laughs> <laughs> like 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 and here's the thing she's very like there's a reason why they call her like the wall. She's just very like her her presence is just very like hard. It's a hard presence. And so like even when there's like these moments where the team is just being totally like inept and just kind of like idiots. Like when Peacemaker asks if like if Starfish like is slang for a butthole, <laughs> is there any correlation? And she just the fact that she really feels their question is just no. You know, and and then you know, Nanawe waves his hand, and he goes hand, and she's like, "Yes, that is your hand. Very good. <laughs> Anything else? Like, you know, she's like, she's like, I'll entertain the bullshit, but at the end of the day, I will murder your shit when it comes to it. Like, because that whole team would have died if it wasn't for like her team that like knocked her out. Yeah, you know. So it's just, but here, and the, and the thing that like always also interests me as well is that like she's hard as shit but she's also willing to like at least give you a chance like she didn't want to blow up savant head you know she she definitely showed like some level of like god damn it not because she cares but because she's like losing like an asset mm-hmm. you know she's just like god oh, damn it and then like her the, like her like screaming at the suicide squad the way she was losing her shit when they were not listening yeah. it's like yeah she doesn't want to do this because i do feel like she's like i could have used you for something down the line and that's something that's more concerning for her than like oh like you guys aren't listening to me and i'm just having a tantrum it's like no she she only sees people as objects you know so and that's like the scary thing about waller is like everything is just like a piece on a chessboard and she's always the one who's like winning the game yeah no matter what's going on she's always winning the game and the only reason why she lost in the movie is because somebody flipped the board and her team like knocked her out yeah you know so I, I like Amanda Waller as a character. I think she's fucking, fucking fantastic. I yeah, I think she's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, she's she's like horrible, but like <laughs> she's she's done really well. I mean, and Viola Davis is just always always immaculate. I love her. It, 
it's hard to be like truly horrible and still be like praised for it. You know, like she, yeah. she, she it's, it's, she, she totally like nails the, uh, fuck this bitch is evil. Like, it's like, yeah, <laughs> like dig, I, I totally it's, dig. as bad as the last suicide squad was like when, when she shoots everyone in the room and fucking Will Smith Deadshot, who like loves murdering people goes, that is a mean lady. <laughs> like, you're like, dude, that's that's an understatement. It's an understatement. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I love that they didn't hold back from it um, in this mm-hmm. movie in particular because, yeah, it's just, that's what it takes. That's what it takes exactly. is somebody like her. Exactly. Well, cool. We just spoiled the in the, the entirety of the Suicide Squad, guys. Totally like, spoiled. It felt good. Yeah. It felt good. It was good it to get like it I, out. Cathartic. Exactly. <laughs> I wish we could do that for we need to do that for Shang Chi as soon as it like comes out. Yes, oh my god, definitely. I mean, I feel like Polka Dot Man, like when he like has all the dots inside of him and he has to mm-hmm. expel them. Yes, I'm gonna ex- I'm gonna explode there with this so information. There's so much that I want to talk about with this movie, and I just like it's literally killing me that I have to wait so long. I have. And here's the thing. Here's 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 how under wraps we are, guys. We are on a fucking secret Patreon like podcast. I can't even tell you this theory that I have from Shang Chi. From Shang Chi, I can't because I do feel like someone from Marvel or Disney is listening to us right now. And like <laughs> you will never see us again. I'm scared. So I, I mean, I don't want to be the, the 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 leak. My God, that's like oh a my nightmare. God. That's a nightmare. Being the leak. I'm not gonna be like a Tom Holland or like a who, who's it? Mark <sighs> Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah. yeah. Don Cheadle's like you fucking idiots. <laughs> Dude, dude, you know, uh, you, did you hear about like him streaming like the first twelve minutes of Thor Ragnarok? What? No. He literally like uh, there was this there's a stupid like social media site that I don't know who else uses it, but it's called Vero. I don't know what the fuck it is, but like right before the premiere, he was like you know sh- live streaming like himself talking to people and whatever, and then like you know they make you put your phone in your in this bag in your pocket or whatever. Oh, I did hear about this. He forgot to turn the streaming off. And he streamed the first like twelve to fifteen minutes of Thor Ragnarok. Oh my god! I mean, and that's such. He's like forty. Like that's like such a Gen Xer thing to do. Oh, that's, yeah, that's so that's, funny. That's a total like dad grandpa thing to do. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> yeah, those guys need to be fucking locked locked up while promotions Where were are going on. Secret phone cases. Come on, we had to put our phones in a lockbox. And I didn't know they would give us the lockbox too. So like, if you had your phone on like vibrate or something, like mm-hmm. you like had it but you couldn't get to it you're just like fuck so i turned mine all the way down so i wouldn't even have the fucking temptation yeah but shit man like being in that level of secrecy like i can only imagine what like the actors go through you you, i mean you better believe that they have those procedures now and like i bet all the celebrities are like giving tom holland and um mark ruffalo shit like i could have my phone right now i'm you know how much money i'm worth but because of your fucking ass i have to fucking give my phone like a plebeian (laughs) it's it's that separation anxiety they're just kind of like well fuck like give Mm -hmm. it up they're probably used to it i can't remember which actor it was it's a new actor that's part of the mcu but uh one, Amelia Clark said that she's now like fully afraid of Marvel because like, you know, she's already afraid that she'll spoil something like she's terrified. Yeah. And then uh, it's it's a new actor in the MCU that said like uh, they got an ominous text from a number that they didn't even know about, like not spoiling something. And they were just like, oh, shit. Like, 
like they, I mean, it, like I said, the mouse is not fucking play, so that's why I'm. Can you imagine like somebody in the company has your number and they just text you without even like it's like unknown number? Do not spoil this movie. It's like, uh, like that's stress. Oh, oh my god. Oh god. I would do that if I worked for like seven oh, days. Yeah. No, they said that they uh that they that they texted them strike one. They all oh, that's all they said. That's strike one. And yeah, I was that's, like, that's legitimately terrifying. What? <laughs> that's so scary. Like, oh my! Imagine like doing something and they saw it and then they text you strike one. How do you know? <laughs> okay we should wrap this up thank you so much guys for listening to this patreon exclusive episode uh we will be coming out with some more of these throughout the month so make sure you subscribe to our tiers and also listen to the geeks of the week podcast for just our regular content hit us up everywhere follow the twitter follow our uh individual tiktoks and instagrams uh so you can stay up to date on everything that we're coming up with coming out with so yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right guys you guys take care have a good week